Today, we're going to be talking about Kong, Skull Island, and Before I Fall, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And I am here with Joel Hiddleston Cunningham. Joel Hiddleston, really? Yeah. (laughs) You know who you are today, Matt, right? Who am I? Matt, so sure of himself, hey. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) sometimes. Sometimes. You can be a little bit sure of himself. I'm moderately sure of myself, but mostly but mostly emotionally unstable. So. It's good. I feel like if you're going to host a podcast, you have to at least be moderately confident in who you are. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We are super happy and excited to have you here. That was great, Matt. That was beautiful. Yeah, segues. Yeah, absolutely. So if this is your first time listening, uh, the Real Review Podcast is a podcast where we like to talk about everything film, television, and uh, we approach it from a bit of a specific angle. Matt tends to be a bit more... Emotional. emotional. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Both at the same time. A bit more emotional, whereas I tend to be a bit more um, critical. Critical. Yeah, I'll be nice to myself and say more critical. Or negative. And, or, or negative, yeah. yeah. But I do tend to be a bit more of a critic, and so we get that uh, fan versus critic perspective, and we love talking about films, and so we are excited to have you guys here. And we're also doing something very cool this month, very, very awesome because of a... Fortunate or unfortunate, I don't know, mistake on my part. We totally are yeah. <laughs> because you messed up, Joel. I did mess up. Yeah. So, Matt, why don't you tell about that? Because I'm a bit. Tell I'm about how recovering. you messed up? Yeah. Okay. You want. And how they can profit. How about right. That? Yeah. So, this is how you can profit from Joel's mistakes, That's everybody. Great. That's great. So, um, our last contest winner <laughs> won a uh, $50 gift card. Yes. To a theater of their choice. Yes. A Harkins. Yes. Harkins. Yes. <laughs> and so, what happened was uh, we went to deliver said gift card and I went to Joel deliver. went yeah. to deliver yeah. and he purchased the wrong gift card not to Harkins he went to AMC <sighs> theaters that's my downfall it yeah. was unfortunately we've learned or I've learned the hard way that you actually cannot in the state of Arizona return a gift card to a movie theater it's a state law that they do not have so that's so weird yeah be careful next time you buy a gift card just really make sure you want to get that movie gift card that's just a weird law it's a really strange law the lady was super nice when I called and yelled at her too it was I didn't actually yell at her, but I got pretty upset, which is not normal for me. I also found out that hosting a potluck in Arizona is illegal. <laughs> really? It's a, okay. Total, wow. total di- digression from where we're supposed to be going, but it's wow. this weird law day, apparently. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do a sidecast where yeah. we talk about <laughs> the weird, strange laws we have in our country, and specifically Arizona. Yeah, so if you yes. are hosting potlucks yes. and you're returning movie theater gift cards, you are breaking the law. Stop. How dare you? How dare you? Stop it. Yes. So how do people qualify themselselves for this uh, huge, awesome mistake that <laughs> so, they can get? So how you can get this uh, $50 yes. gift card to AMC theaters is by participating in a social media sharing contest of mm-hmm. sorts. So what you need to do is find a picture online. Uh, you can just Google image. Yeah. Uh, of a movie that you're actually really anticipating or excited to see coming out this year. It could be uh, anything from Star Wars to <laughs> Alien yeah. to, to other things. Sequel this, sequel that, sequel... <laughs> Transformers, 19. Transformers 19. Nobody's excited Power about Rangers, yeah. you know, Power whatever Rangers, it is. Yeah. Um, find a picture, post it online, but tag at Real Review Media. Make sure and tag us in it because that's how we know 
to enter you into this thing. Yes. So do that, and at the end of the at the end of March, yes. What we're gonna do is we're gonna pull a name out of a magical top hat, mm-hmm. and uh, then we'll announce our winner. There you go. The winner gets the fifty dollar gift card to AMC's, which is theaters. a and, <laughs> which is enough to take you and half of a person Pretty with much. you, and maybe split a drink, a child. Yes. Yes. Split a, Split a kid's soda. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which I've actually learned. I don't know if you've figured this one out yet, Matt, but if you get the kid's meal, it's actually decently priced. You Do you ever- a- <laughs> I feel like a fool, but, you know, <laughs> I get my popcorn and my Coke and I get out for under $10. So I think that's hilarious that <laughs> yeah. you, you're in line. You're like, can I get a kid's meal? Well, um, the nice thing is the one that I go to, you actually have the kid's meals out. So you just kind of grab and like kind of look around all right. and run to the counter real quick and pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that ashamed. I'm going to be proud of my kid's meal purchase because th- I'm getting one over on them that way. How about that? Yeah, as you should. Be proud. Yeah. Awesome. So with that, why don't we go ahead then and get into some of our films review, film reviews. How does that sound, Matt? Yeah, perfect. Cool. So the first film we are going to be talking about today is a film called Kong Skull Island. And this is a film about a team of scientists that explore an uncharted island in the Pacific and they venture in the domain of the mighty Kong and must fight to escape his primal den. It's directed by Jordan Roberts, and it stars, amongst other people, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, and Brie Larson. So, Matt. Yes. Why don't you start us off and tell us what you thought about this movie, and then uh, I will throw my thoughts in as we go. Kong Skull Island. Yes. I will say it was all right. Okay. It was all right. It was okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's about what I thought, but um, I'm interested to hear, because we haven't talked about this, um, I'm interested to hear what elements you felt kind of fell flat for you, as well as what elements you feel like really um, maybe did good and did well with. Yeah. So I always like to start on the positive. So I think what what really worked in this film and my favorite parts about this were, well, Kong, Mm -hmm. but all the the creatures (laughs) that you encounter in this crazy on this crazy island yes um and that was actually really really cool there were some really really cool scenes with um well without spoiling well you see some of it there's like this this spider scene i really really liked Mm -hmm. um there's some stuff that happened too with some like birds that reminded me of jurassic world a little bit i get that yeah (laughs) i can totally see that comparison especially when you see what they do right at one specific part they're just kind of like oh yeah that's like that movie yeah so (laughs) it's that's kind of a positive and a negative just because i'm kind of a sucker for anything that's like these creatures and anytime there's crazy beasts and things that are all cg and Mm -hmm. stuff like that i'm like yeah that's kind of cool i don't know something in that kind of like i don't know excites me i think it's awesome (laughs) anyways so um all the creatures i thought were really cool for the most part i thought the cg was actually really good yeah um but other than that, and just kind of being able to, and knowing at a certain point in the film, knowing that this is going to be one of those movies that I'm just going to kind of, I hate saying this, but like shutting my brain off, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and just kind of enjoying it as, you know, a spectacle as opposed to a coherent story or something really to invest in emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really, I think that's probably the, the end of my positives, wow. unfortunately. Yeah. So um, I, I do like, okay, so this this is going to be my segue into the negatives. I do like the <laughs> the music. It takes place in the 70s and you get a lot of, whether it be CCR, or other um, 70s era bands, especially because it takes place right after right. Vietnam. Ends. Right around the same time. So it's definitely, right. it's got that Vietnam-esque type influence to the military style that, right. you know, the military personnel. So the music was good. However, this, I'll start off the negatives by saying I don't think it was 
I don't think the good music selection was used effectively in the movie. Yeah. Um, and I would say the, the music to me, I haven't been talking too much here, but the music to me was better when it was like, you know, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. But it, whenever they had like a custom soundtrack, right. it felt very like, okay, obvious, you know, like the, the severe strings of, right. you know, when something bad's about to happen. It was just like everything was just completely obvious so it made it made a lot of sense to have a lot of that music up at the front of the movie you're setting the tone you're setting all that stuff but they did it throughout the whole movie whereas just randomly some guy would be turning on a machine that has (laughs) you know the music playing yeah and it i felt it actually detracted from the tone of the movie Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's going the serious route and then you just you know into this you know upbeat rock jam from the 70s like Okay, it conflicts a little bit. Yeah, and that's so that is one thing, and I know you're going to get in segue into the bad stuff, but um, that is one thing I do want to ask and talk about, which is specifically how you felt they handled certain types of. So this movie kind of borderline at times almost became horrific to me. There was like three or four scenes at least, um, oh, yeah. you know, where people are just getting horribly killed yeah, in really bad ways. Um, and so like what you're talking about is very true. It's, it felt like at the times, at times they would kind of be a little silly, a bit tongue in cheek. It would be fun and jovial and everybody's kind of kidding themselves and joshing around. And then all of a sudden somebody gets like cut into pieces by a helicopter. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Or smashes yeah. up against a window and you're just like, what is going on here? Yeah. So how do you feel? And this is moving kind of in the negatives as well. Oh, yeah, I want to yeah. hear all your other thoughts, but how do you feel they specifically handled that element tonally? Tonally, yeah. you're right. It's it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I don't mind tonal issues as much as long as other things are in place. Like yeah. if the characters are good, if the plot is good, I can I can I can work around tonal issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will agree. I mean, just looking at it uh, objectively, yes, it, it did have tonal issues. Um, yeah, and there's films out there that can do that well. Mm-hmm. They can mix that kind of silly, funny with. And I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it felt like that. The silly, funny with the horrific. You know, you've got like um, Evil Dead 2. You've got um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. You know, you've got films out there that can do that successfully. This was just not one of those films that I felt like was capable of doing that or was even really trying to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. So what what are some other negatives you felt? Uh, the biggest thing for me, I'd say this, the single biggest thing in, in this whole movie were the characters. Mm. There was no one to root for. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't. I wasn't able to emotionally attach. And I've talked about this a number of times on yeah. our podcast is yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that a film can do, it doesn't matter, or, or a television show for that matter, is if if you can get the audience to invest in characters, yeah. you win. Yeah. You win. You care about what happens to them. I didn't care about what happened to any of these people. Yeah. And the one person I won't name because I, I'll consider it a spoiler, <laughs> the one person I kind of cared for doesn't make it they die yeah (laughs) so i was kind of like well what's the point of this you know it felt like there was only two people that were really taking it kind of serious in a way which was john goodman and more specifically samuel l jackson right it felt like samuel jackson was really like this is the tone for if they're going to go with suspense horror, because there's definitely a ton of like jumping. I mean, the poor lady that was sitting next to me in the theater <laughs> must have jumped like six times. She's not a big fan of these scary movies. Um, she jumped probably like four or five times, six times um, with like the sudden like, duh, like something just jumping out at you. And I don't mind that. And we, we talked about this as well. You know, overall, I had some pretty, I think, more negative experience with Kong than you did by right. a little bit. I was a huge fan of the original King Kong. That's one of my favorite all-time movies, the original King yeah. Kong. And just the spectacle of it and just realizing, 
when you look into the production of it and you look into everything that went into it, that alone was pretty amazing. But also the fact that this movie really went there for its time. Mm-hmm. It was considered by many people to be like a horror movie at that time. And people were running out of theaters. They had to remove footage from the film because it was so horrific and stuff. And so I don't mind, in a sense, a Kong film that embraces that aspect of it and it kind of right. needs that because yeah. there's been so many horrible kong movies where we've had you know a lady dancing on the ice with king kong you know <laughs> or like you know don't shoot kong he's our friend you know and it's like that's <laughs> not the king kong i'm used to so i was fine with getting a little bit more of a mad angry mean killer type king kong right i was totally fine with that and i was fine with the horror but i didn't need that then mixed up with you know the guy going we're calling the skull crawlers because <laughs> they crawl on your skull and that's stupid you know like john c Riley. you know i love him in some stuff but just not with this film they went way too silly at times i liked john c Riley at times i yeah. think there's times kind of like that where he was a little over overdone for sure yeah um and i will say this too because um there's really a bigger picture that's happening here in this in this movie. Yes, it, it stands alone as its own film, but I know actually, you know, I'll put this in the positives because what this is doing, what this film is doing, is this is this is ultimately setting up what's the new you know monsters cinema cin- yeah. like cinematic universe that yeah. Legendary has. Yeah. So they're setting up you know a, a fight that we know is going to happen in in Godzilla you know two or king kong versus godzilla whatever yeah. they decide naming that i did right. i did i did like those elements to Let's it hope they don't do a v something v something because oh my all those movies fail yeah. cowboys versus aliens batman versus superman they're just like abraham lincoln versus zombies or vampires sorry <laughs> which that wasn't actually the v1 but those movies just never do well martha why'd you say that name <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i totally yeah i'm i i get that aspect of it I get that they're trying to expand this into a universe, yeah. but the thing that Marvel did so well is that they legitimized each of the characters individually yeah. before they tried to bring them into a broader universe. And some of the characters had two or three movies even yeah. before they showed them in a crossover type scenario. You know yeah. what I mean? And they were always part of the universe and they had some minor crossovers. Well, it was the idea from the beginning. Right. You know? It was an idea from the beginning and they designed it really well and they gave you comparable. And I totally see what you're saying and totally agree with you in the idea that this film did not have strong characterization. I mean, about 15 minutes into the movie, I'm still going, who am I rooting for here? Right. What? Who's the antagonist? I don't even know at this point who the antagonist of the story was. I mean, you think it's kind of Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston, but they're like kind of sharing that duty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get John C. Riley, and then he kind of becomes the an- the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, did I say protagonist or you, antagonist? You said antagonist, but I, I understood. I got yeah, you. Yeah, so I'm talking about protagonist, not antagonist. But you get a kind of a clear antagonist but with Samuel Jackson, but even not so much right because he's got and he was the character out of all the characters that i cared the most for right because you and it wasn't because he was like a character that you would really just like really feel for but there was nobody else that i cared about right and their experiences didn't make sense i think one of the things that you know upset me is there's just logic to a lot of these things that doesn't make sense you know i'm gonna spoil a few things here but you know the boat Mm -hmm. where do they get the gas for the boat Right. You know what I mean? It's been sitting there for what, eight years or something? More than no, that. It's yeah, like, like 30, 30 years. years, right? <laughs> Gas goes bad, you know, things like that. The the fact that Brie Larson is a photographer, but she doesn't know how to turn her flash on and off at certain times. Right. And, you know, she doesn't know how to take a shot when she's standing still. <laughs> she kind of, like, every once in a while, she'd actually freeze. And Tom Hiddleston is supposed to be this, like, amazing explorer, but he's like, they he meets with them and he goes, You're going to explore an island that's never explored before. You are going to die. <laughs> people will die. I'm like, You know, people explore all the time. I'm sure back in the day, yeah, like, you know, back where we didn't have planes, we didn't have 
you know, common ways of doing transportation and right. communicating that people did pro- die very often when they did these explorations. But in the 1970s, yeah. you know what I mean? It doesn't even yep. make any sense why somebody wouldn't have just flown a boat onto the island yeah. and, and explored it. So I That's don't know. funny too, because I, yeah. I saw it with my dad and, and this, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailers, but like you have a bunch of helicopters, yeah. you know, they're all flying around Kong <laughs> yeah. and they all decide to stay at like eye level. It doesn't make any sense. And not fly higher? And, yeah, and fly right into him. Yeah, they just like fly at him. Like, how about you just go above him Yeah, to where he can't reach you? It makes complete sense in the original. And this is what I kind of thought was like, well, maybe they're trying to do something that like matches with the original Kong where he's like standing on the top of the the, the Empire State Building and the planes are like swooping down and he's, right. you know, but they're helicopters. They can hover. Yeah. It doesn't work. There's a reason why planes can only do that <laughs> because they have to go forward, you know, and they shoot at what they're aimed at. I feel like you're, I feel like you're, uh, you're mad at this movie. I'm pretty mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going to give it a better review than probably how I'm sounding. Okay. But the thing is, is I'm just mad in the sense that I really have always wanted a good Kong follow-up, like a good modern day Kong movie. I was super excited about Peter Jackson's and that super fell flat for me. And I was really excited about this one because visually in the trailers, they made it look like what it wasn't. They made it look like a solid action movie. They made it look like Godzilla. Yeah. You know, it had good visuals. It had a good style. But then you get in there and you realize that they're not developing the characters. The plot lines are kind of silly and convoluted. And that was one of the things, the first thing in Godzilla, it's like in the first five movies, the first five to 10 minutes of the movie, you don't even see Godzilla. You don't even talk about Godzilla. They just, you get connected to an, an event that ends up being connected to Godzilla, but is really just about the characters. Right. It's about developing the characters, and you then you get a heart-to-heart connection. Right. So that way when things happen later on with them, you're like, you want to see them survive. Whereas this movie, it's just like, thing, 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 and then now we're off to the island. So this film is... This this film reminds me, like, so the characters and the dialogue. The dialogue was kind of bad, actually. Mm, mm-hmm. So... Um, it reminds yeah, me of like a 90s action movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> but with today's modern CG technology yeah. that takes place in the 70s. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminded me of. That's actually, I, I could definitely see that. <laughs> I think the dialogue definitely felt like something out of, you'd get out of like a commando yeah. type movie, like, I ain't got time to bleed, you yeah. know what I mean? But they're kind of making fun of it. Um, it's Predator, I think. Yeah, that's Predator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. not Commando. Yeah, it's Predator. <laughs> but I mean, you've got all these different types of elements that are kind of fun, and then you'd mix that with you know a guy getting chopped up, like I said, or yeah. you know somebody getting you know skewered eaten. or eaten <laughs> or yeah, and it just it didn't it didn't really have a sense of it didn't really have a sense of tone, didn't really have a sensibility, it didn't really feel like it had a direction to go in, and it really felt like in a lot of ways they're just trying to get a Godzilla movie or get a King Kong movie out so they can eventually. Move right. it into, you know, this big universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I looked up the picture of the director here, which I I have never really seen anything that he's been involved in. It's really funny. He looks like, you know, when Joaquin Phoenix was going through that phase. Yeah, where, he had the, where he's going to be a rapper. Yeah, on yeah. IMDb, that's like his headshot. He looks like that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. It, it, I mean, I could see that this may be where his brain is going. And he's supposed to be working on the Metal Gear Solid movie. Well, you know? I hope that's good. I love Metal Gear Solid. Anyway, yeah. Um, Getting back to Kong, though, if you guys go see go see this movie, one of my favorite parts is actually after the credits. Yeah, and we don't want to spoil anything there. Yeah. That was probably, sadly, one of my favorite parts of the entire movie right. as well. Yeah. So I should say this, too, because uh, um, Godzilla was kind of divisive for a lot of people, but I know from talking to you personally, Joel, that we, we both really loved Godzilla, this new yeah. the, the Gareth Edwards iteration of it. Absolutely. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. and th- that movie does tone... It's very consistent in tone. Yeah. Um, and it does, 
while maybe it's not fully fleshed out, it does a much better job with the characters. Yeah. Um, but that's that's where I think a lot of people start dividing. Um, you don't see a lot of Godzilla, obviously, in Godzilla, um, and I get the reasoning for it, but it is a, is it a, it is a better movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and rate this thing first. Okay. Um, I thought it was all right. Uh, if you get past some of the some of the issues, and you just want to watch it for just kind of the spectacle of it and turn off your brain. Um, I would give it a 77. Okay. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to give it a 77. So C, borderline C plus. Yeah. So yeah. I'm giving this film a 72. Okay. C minus for me. All right. So there was still decent shots cinematography wise. I think the highlights for me, I didn't talk about a lot of the positives because you kind of listed most of the ones that were mine as well. <laughs> right. I think Kong was probably the biggest highlight. I think they did a good job animating him and visual effects wise. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, but it was good. Yeah. Um, Another kind of minor gripe I did like, but I didn't like, was the Aborigine people that lived oh, yeah. on the island. I felt like maybe the only reason that they didn't actually give them a language is because like they didn't want to go to the trouble of trying to figure one out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I, I don't understand why they didn't have them say some things, and they just kind of like nodded their heads. They threw up the peace signs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and there's just there's that plot line that happens at the very. If they had made the thing is if they made John C. Riley's character more of a protagonist throughout the film, I think I would have liked it a little bit more. They gave him that little bit at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and then after that first little scene, you don't see anything about it. And then he's got this like deeper connection with this other person that you find out about later, and you just don't care because you never saw that relationship develop. Right? You know what I mean? They could have shown. That's kind of the whole movie, actually. You know? Yeah, it's all a the great characters. It. Yeah, <laughs> it really just felt like, hey, let's set everything up to get our next movie out. Yeah. So there you go, Matt. Yeah. So that is it for our review of Kong Skull Island. Now we have another movie for you, Joel. What did you get a chance to see? Yeah. So there was a few movies that came out last weekend. We didn't get a chance to see because we spent so much time watching Logan. Right. That's true. And reviewing Logan. And this weekend there was honestly not very much as far as like big stream mainstream releases um, to check out. And so what I did was, is I kind of looked at a few of the movies that I had missed last week because I wanted to see a new one and, uh, expecting we're going to talk about on the podcast right. and uh, tried to find the one that had some of the better reviews. And so I ended up going and seeing a film, which um, maybe some people would be surprised to think cause it's kind of a teen type angst, teen drama type <laughs> movie. Uh, and the movie is called Before I Fall. And uh, this movie is, the synopsis for it is February 12th is just another day in Sam's charmed life until it turns out to be her last. Stuck reliving her last day over one inexplicable week, Sam untangles the mystery around her death and discovers everything she's in danger of losing. Um, it's directed by Rye Russo-Young, and then it stars a f- mostly Zoe Do- Do- Dutch. Do- Deutsch. Deutsch. It looks like it says Deutsch. But it's, I think it's Zoe Dutch. Um, it primarily stars her. There's a few other people that kind of fill in. Uh, Halston Sage, Logan Miller... Elena Camporis, Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Wu, and Medallion Rahimi. Okay. I might have pronounced probably all of those wrong, but we'll see. So in going to see this movie, I didn't have huge expectations. I did see it in a preview for it and trailer for it in the theater. Okay. Um, but it kind of was like as soon as I saw the trailer, it just kind of like went completely out of my mind. So really? again, yeah. my expectation for this was more I need to go see another film. Yeah. And it's got the best reviews that are out there. <laughs> but I didn't really have anything besides the, the brief snippet of the trailer that I remembered. Is it? It kind of reminded me of the concept behind Groundhog's Day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and everybody's probably at this point seen that movie. Yeah. Um, it's a funny Bill Murray film. It's kind of like, you know, it's one of those rewatches so you can just kind of rewatch and there's jokes and it's silly and but it has like a good kind of overall theme and, and moral and message to it. And so I didn't have a lot of expectations, but I did go into it thinking that, you know, it would probably be a bit more dramatic. It's a you know, it's a stars these girls and this young 
this uh, in this high school setting and everything, and it seemed like it was a lot more dramatic and kind of action packed from the trailer. Um, and it still ended up being a bit more disappointing than I think my expectations were, which really? they were okay. still pretty low. It, I'll say this: it kind of makes me glad that I'm not a young adult anymore. Okay, I'm not an adolescent <laughs> anymore. I'm like. I feel bad if people are living this kind of embracing this kind of lifestyle and doing these kinds of things that they show in the in the movie, which I'm saying maybe they do, maybe they don't. Right. Then I'm actually really glad that I'm not living that. And mm-hmm. this movie was interesting because it's actually based upon a book um, oh, I that I had that. not read before either. Yeah, it's based on a book by a lady named Lauren Oliver. Okay. Um, I probably still won't read it. Again, I'm probably not the target audience for this type of film. I think <laughs> I think if I had to pick like an audience for it, it probably would be the tween girl kind of young adult yeah. um, type thing. But it felt like they tried to tie in some elements there that would make it watchable and enjoyable for people beyond that. Um, so, Matt, did you have any like any questions about this movie? I, why don't I start with this? I'll start with talking about some of the things I liked about it. Okay, yeah. And then we can talk about some things because there's a lot more things I didn't like about yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. But um, What did you love about this movie, Joel? The, the funny thing about it is that two things that I liked for the most part was the cinematography was decent. Okay. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it like, you know, oh my gosh, it's going to like re- redefine what I think of cinema cinematography. Um, <laughs> and then the other strange thing was the music. I felt like they did a good job with the music. They used it. Um, effectively, and I liked all the music. But oh, okay. I would say that is probably a lot more subjective <laughs> because it was, they were using, they weren't using like custom compositions for a lot of it. A lot of it was modern songs. Okay. I'm guessing they probably had a lot of songs made just for this movie, but I enjoyed the songs. I liked those. And I would, I think that Zoe did a decent job in her role as Sam. I think she embraced it as best as she could. But I would also say that I don't think. So the problem with something like this, right, is when you're dealing with a person that's in high school and, yeah, they're seniors, but they've, they haven't they have lived a lot of life. Right. And a lot of these characters, especially the girls and the boys and the partiers and everything, and they're very popular. They haven't really gone through a lot. Right. You know, they've really only gone through, I've gone to school and I've dated some people. Right. You know, and I'm not saying that young people can't, I know plenty of kids that have gone through a lot of really tough things, but these kids specifically really have not gone through a lot in their life. Right. And so it really doesn't give you a huge kind of sense of like where they need to progress to. Yeah. And especially even in the story, you know, Zoe plays a character, Sam, that is, she's kind of like, she's aware of what's going on and she's not necessarily super happy about it, but she's fine with it. She just kind of goes along with what everybody else wants to do. Right. Uh, her friend that's played by Halston, she's kind of like the leader of the posse, if you will. She's Her name, her character's name's Lindsay. And so Lindsay kind of leads the group of girls and they're like the popular girls at school and everybody wants to be them and talk to them and date them. But um, it's it doesn't feel like they have a lot more depth to them okay. beyond that. They try to get there with Sam's character. They try to give her some depth. But, you know, she's super rich. She lives and she probably goes to a very nice for the most part, school, you know, all of her friends look up to her, you know, their big complaint at the beginning of the script is like, who's going to get the more roses. There's like this rose ceremony. Like the bachelor. It's like, (laughs) it's like, it's like Valentine's day. Basically they call it Cupid's day, but it's like Valentine's day. I'm guessing maybe they couldn't use Valentine's day. It's like trademarked or something like that. And so, you know, (laughs) and I'm not going to spoil anything here because they show it in the, they show it in the trailer. Okay. But, and 
they basically it becomes a groundhog like scenario they go to this to the, she lives throughout a day with the roses and she's dating this guy and they don't like they're they're kind of having troubles but she likes him because he's cool and hot and then they leave this they go to this party and then this one girl shows up who's kind of like the troubled girl she's yeah. got like the issues and like they all like mess with her and throw beer on her and she runs away and then they get in this car crash at the end and then she's like doomed to repeat and it resets and reset yeah, yeah. and so i want to get to some of your comments and questions matt I will yeah. say this, the last thing I will say, I'm not going to spoil anything, but we can come back to this maybe. The ending was so bad really? to me. Yeah. And really? some people are going to look at it and say, and I don't want to spoil anything because it does have, it. the ending doesn't quite go the way you would expect, but it does at the same time. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to spoil anything by saying that. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm like, it does, but it doesn't. So it does something that is very obvious. They're kind of flagging it. But everything that surrounds the decision, I'll say this. So basically the so the decision that Sam has to make is she's going through all these days, which they really don't make it. Like in Groundhog's Day, they show him doing all these different things. Right. You know what I mean? He's going crazy. He's robbing banks. He's killing himself. You know, he's <laughs> yeah, doing like yeah. he's learning all these different things. For her, it feels like she goes through like maybe like two weeks to a month. And they try to turn her into this like completely depressed, like morbidly sad person. And it's like if I had to repeat every day the same that would I would do whatever, yeah. you know. And they go there at one point, and they kind of like get there, but they're also really shy about the fact that okay. because it's a drama, yeah, they don't want to go too crazy with it. You yeah. know what I mean? I think because then it would probably be like an R-rated film, and it probably wouldn't appeal to like the audience that they're probably shooting for. But at the end, basically, she sets everything up that she makes this decision, and she kind of does this thing that she feels like is the right decision to make, and she has to do it on her own. But it doesn't make any sense right. because she doesn't have to do that and she doesn't have to be the one to make decision because she she can repeat the days. She can figure out alternate ways of doing things. That's what we saw in Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Yep. He would relive the same day in the same moment over and over again so he could learn the dialogue to figure out what to say to manipulate people to get the things that he wanted. She could do that yeah. in a positive way. That would have a positive outcome. But instead she doesn't and it's it ends the movie. Bummer. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts, questions? Yeah. So uh, watching the trailer for this yes. film, it, it reminds me of like the late 90s uh, teen horror films. Like I Know What You Did Last Summer and yeah. Scream kind of. Yeah. Just like the obnoxious teenagers yeah. um, doing mean things and then it comes back to haunt them somehow. Right. Yeah. Um, so it reminds me of that. Yes. The Groundhog's Day. Um, if you want another comparison, it's maybe a little bit more serious. There's a, um, the edge of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not nearly as good as the edge of tomorrow, I'm <laughs> no, sure. No. But, um, it reminds me, uh, like those two things kind of combined. Yeah. Um, and then the part where they're picking on the girl, I'm like, what, what are they doing that? Like, it, that's like, it reminds me of Carrie and like, yeah. I can't help but like think maybe she's responsible somehow. Obviously don't tell me if that's the case, but, um, that's, that's what it reminds me of. So I don't know. So it's a drama and yeah. they, do they stay pretty strict to that tone? Like, is it, does it ever veer into comedy land? Does it ever veer no. into something else? I horror mean, is no, not even horror. Really. really? It really strikes. Uh, there's some like, there's ho- horrific ideas, okay. maybe, but it never shows anything horrific. I don't think there's blood at even any one point. Okay, um, there's no real sense of darkness beyond the fact that she's just sad that she's having to repeat this day. And there is a dark element that's at play in the story, mm-hmm. and ends up, but it doesn't play out until the second half of the film. Right. Okay. The first half of the film is really just about Sam 
learning that she's kind of a rude person yeah. and she's not very nice. Right. And then she realizes that, hey, I should be nice to people because I'm not very nice to people. Um, and that's kind of, the, they get there. And then as soon as they get there to when she realized she needs to be nice, then they go into this other second element, which is the darker element. It kind of seems like the message, at least I got from the trailer, is kind of like the evil of indifference. Of yes. not doing anything. That's kind of what it seemed like. Because cause from the trailer, she's not the one doing anything bad necessarily. It's all of the friends that she's hanging out with that she's just kind of quote unquote all right hanging out with. And yeah. she's not really doing anything to stop them from being jerks, you know, she or being is a, mean. She is kind of. I mean, she's okay. she's just not the one that's usually starting. Like instigating it. Yeah, she's not okay. instigating it. She's usually going along with it. But like, okay. you know, when everybody's saying like, you suck, like she's sounding, you suck too. But she's just doing it. After everybody else has started. You're right, though. So it kind of bums me out that they don't play on that, you know, repeating the same day over and over again, because those yeah. are some of the more enjoyable moments, especially yeah. in Groundhog's Day and Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's some of the and best parts. And so you're watching that. You're like, okay, they're figuring out what to do next <laughs> yeah. so they can beat the aliens or whatever, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, and, yeah, um, that, th- That's clever storytelling right. uh, when, it, when it's done right. And so it's kind of a bummer they don't even use it to, like, further the character... No, I would have loved to have seen elements that would have played out. Basically, the way this was treated is that every day that she lived, she lived it completely differently. Every re- every day that she lived over again, she kind of was like, she never built on anything for the most part. It was right. always just, she felt completely differently. So it, this does say in the synopsis that she lives it over one inexplicable week. I didn't even know it was a week. Really? And the movie, they make it seem like it's like a month. Okay. You know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like it's that long. But, you know, I would have seen her like, I mean, what would you do, <laughs> Matt, if, right. if you were given this ability or unfortunate situation where you had to relive the day over and over and over and over again? I mean, I would have done so many different things. I think I would have gone crazy. I don't know. I can't I even fathom crazy, that. I just feel like this is... Well, like Bill Murray went crazy. Yeah, I mean, you would do what probably I think a lot. I think that was a very is as silly as that film would be at times. It was pretty realistic. You know what I mean? I mean, there was caricatures. There was obvious, like okay, this person is like Bill Paxton, like right. you know, like you know that the the guy's gonna be like doing those types of things. Whereas this movie, it just felt like she was like, well, I'm depressed now because I'm stuck in this endless loop, and then she ends up making these decisions that are just kind of like, especially at the end of the film, that you're just like. Okay, I guess that's so what you were doing. What you're saying is she <laughs> should have learned the piano, yeah. bought insurance from Ned Ryerson, there you and, go. Then, and then stole a car that Bill, had punks of Tony Phil in Cotters, it yeah. and drove it off a cliff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That would have been perfect. Nailed I would have I would have enjoyed the film probably 20% more. Okay, so knowing how you feel about this thing, <laughs> yes. how would you rate this thing? I would probably give this film a C. C? Like yeah. what, what would you percentile this thing in? Uh, what kind of a C? 74 Okay. 74%. I, I The thing that I will say is it was shot well, like I said, the cinematography. That goes a long way for me. Cool. The story was straightforward. It had a strong sense of moving forward. It didn't feel like tonally it was jumping around a whole lot. The acting was okay. Okay. It wasn't horrible. I'm I'm kind of tearing it apart because I just it felt like the real the real thing that it came down to is it's just kind of boring. Okay. That's the best way to synopsize it. You. Unfortunately, Boredom is the antagonist. Yeah, it didn't really feel like there were stakes. <laughs> okay. You know. So it's something to check out potentially if you're interested in kind of a dramatic reinterpretation of Groundhog Day. Nice. Um, and that's what I would say. So, 
Nice. Well, that is all that we have today for our episode of the Real Review. Yeah, it and, is. And uh, if you guys, uh, if you guys haven't already, go go find us on social social media, and that's how you can get entered in the contest. Just to kind of bring that back up again, find us on uh, Facebook dot uh, com slash real review media or twitter at real review media or instagram at real review media again that's all spelled with an r-e-e-l like a movie reel or a fishing reel however you want to play that <laughs> but um yeah come find us uh find us on our website too realreviewmedia.com we post stuff on there pretty frequently and uh, you can sign up for the newsletter and find all of our social medias and uh get plugged in and and um Find us on MySpace. Just kidding. We don't have a MySpace. Nope, we don't. No, my producer is uh, letting me know right now. Um, I shouldn't have said He's anything about you. MySpace. He's yes. saying X-N-A on the <laughs> MySpace, eh? But yeah. yeah, so that's all we have for today. Get entered into the contest. Tag us. Find the photo of your most anticipated movie coming yes. out this year. Uh, yeah, anything else, Joel? That's all. That's yeah. all, man. It's that's been it. real. It's been real.